Hello everyone, welcome back to the Between the Lines podcast. Um, today, I will be going and doing my final mock draft before the NFL draft, which starts tomorrow night or early in the morning on Friday, or actually starts to mid- straight at midnight. Um, yeah, so this mock is going to be a two-round mock draft. It's going to be my final one, as I said. Um, you know, I could do a first round, but I feel like a lot of the things that occur in the first round will have a lot of a, like a big effect in the second round. I think the second round could also be just as important. I could go and do a third as well, but it's getting a bit lengthy. And I know people prefer a shorter podcast rather than a longer one. I don't want to get it too long. What I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do? Uh, talk about the picks, but I'm gonna go through them a lot more quickly with the second round. Simply, uh, the name and then maybe a quick, you know, analysis of that pick, but very very quick and someone might, might not do any um i think it all just depends yeah so first of all the first pick in the draft the cincinnati bengals going with joe burrow again it's gonna be the same every single time there's no point in explaining it the second there's been some potential trade rumors with this pick but it's going to it's going to be chase young edge out of ohio state he is he's just he's the highest ranked player we've seen in ages um yeah, there's not much you, you really have to say about him. He's just a really, really, really good player. And he's one of the most pro-ready players there are in this draft. And even if you put him in last year, he would have still been one of the better players. Now, the third pick gets more interesting. You have the Detroit Lions. They have a bunch of needs. There's a bunch of um, different scenarios that they can do. They can trade back with a QB needy team. Now, there is... Kind of, I'd say, things have changed a lot recently as, let's say you go back a few weeks ago or a few months ago, you thought, oh, they're definitely going to trade down. They're going to have multiple offers because teams want to trade up for, teams want to trade up for the, uh, for Tua Tonga Bailoa, the quarterback out of, out of Alabama. Now, uh, he's dropping on many people's boards. Apparently, according to some GMs, he's completely off their, off their draft board due to his injury concerns. And so trading off for him might not be seen as a good option. So with that in mind, I'm going to stay here because this, this mock draft has trades. Again, there's going to be way more trades than people expect or way, you know, or way less, but I imagine way more and ones that you're not going to be able to predict, but I've rinsed that already. So with this pick, we're going to go and we are going to select Derek Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn. A very good player. Very good, very powerful, and there's very very good run stopper. Decent in the pass rush. You you project him to maybe get five or six sacks per year, kind of a, but that's not really, he can really change the defensive line with his power, and he really, uh, you know, does well to absorb part of the offensive line, and uh and yeah, now here is where I have my first trade with the New York Giants picking at four. That now this is not a trade people will expect, um. Many rumors with trading with the Dolphins potentially, potentially with the Chargers at pick six, with the Jaguars at pick nine, the Raiders at pick twelve, but recently there have been rumors which I'm basing this trade off of. There's been multiple rumors surfacing on Atlanta Falcons wanting to trade up, and they they are allegedly, you know, being really really aggressive with this trade up. They currently sit back at sixteen. So from moving from four to sixteen is a big leap backwards. 
but the Falcons are really ready to give it, give it, you know, put a lot into this trade as they're looking for a defensive superstar. And currently, I believe they're going to go make that trade, and they're going to give the Giants. So the Giants are going to trade away the first overall pick and two sevenths, which are two hundred thirty nine and two hundred forty eight overall, for the Atlanta Falcons' first round pick, which is number sixteen overall. Their second round pick this year, which is number 47 overall. Their fourth round pick this year, which is 119 overall. A future first round pick and a future fourth. It is a big haul, but to jump up 12 spots in the first round, especially at this level in the first round, you're going to have to give up a lot. So that is a trade. With the Atlanta Falcons, I have them selecting none other than Jeffrey Kuda, corner of Ohio State. He has been, at least for a while, the clear-cut number one corner. A margin above a wide margin above everyone else. Now, a player like CJ Henderson, has a cornerback out of Florida, has been rising significantly, and many inside sources in the NFL have revealed that GMs almost view them as tier one A, one B, almost equal. So the Falcons maybe could look to trade up to eight with the Cardinals potentially to get CJ Henderson, as Jeffrey Cooter isn't really making it past. I'd say the Panthers at seven or the Cardinals at eight. So. You can see, but here I have them going to four and taking Jeffrey Kuda. Now, in the next pick, I have the Miami Dolphins. They didn't need to trade, but they're going to go and take Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is a very good player, very good quarterback, good steady, good accuracy. Not as accurate as someone like Tui Tucker by lower, but he's a good, puts good touch on the ball. Surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, but he's a good athlete as well, able to run. Almost a bit reminiscent of Daniel Jones, the way he's tall. He's like six foot five or so, 220 pounds, but he can also run pretty well. And nowadays in the NFL, that's a really good trade to have. I feel like, you know, as time goes on, teams are looking more and more towards dual threat quarterbacks. Maybe not in the sense of all the extremity, or sorry, the extreme version of Lamar Jackson, but even a Patrick Mahomes, someone can get out of the pocket and make a play, not someone like Tom Brady, who is quite immobile. Now with pick six, the Chargers, I have them taking... To a tackle by lower here. Now this can this can really be interchangeable, uh, with the quarterbacks, but also someone like Isaiah Simmons could go here. It's it's really it's really anyone's guess really. They could also take a tackle, uh, put them on the left side, have Brian Belago on the right. But I have Tua here just because he's quite you know he's just too good to pass up on. Yes, the the injury is a big concern, but he fits well into that system. He can almost sit behind. Tyra Taylor for a year or half a year. Bit of a shame for Tyra Taylor as well, because that's exactly what happened to him on the Browns two years ago with Baker Mayfield. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's too good to pass up on here. Now, the Panthers, they would normally be targeting players such as Derek Brown or Jeffrey Cuda, but someone named Isaiah Simmons has dropped right into their lap, and he fits extremely well with that system. So, first of all, I'm picking Isaiah Simmons. He's going to play a hybrid linebacker for safety role for them. This comes really nice t- a really nice time after the departure of after the departure of um Luke Keekley to retirement. And uh yeah, the Panthers can really mould their defence around Isaiah Simmons and really use him to the best that he can be used. Pick eight, the Chargers have been potentially seen to be trading back. There's multiple um yeah, there's multiple scenarios Chargers can go, but the big one is tackle, I'd say. And they're going to go with Tristan Wirth, tackle out of Iowa. Wirth is able to play guard as well, because many seems a good tackle. Um, yeah, he's a very good tackle, top one, top two in this class. And yeah, he'll be the pick. 
Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars have pick nine. And with this pick, I'm going to go and take Javon Kinlaw, uh, defensive tackle out of... Uh, where is... Never mind, I'll have to look at that later. Um, but yeah, Javon Kinlaw, he's a very good tackle. Um, defensive tackle, pardon me. He's a very good pass rusher, which I think... Could be a reason why he may go above Derek Brown. And Derek Brown has... Javon Kinlaw's not going to go at three to the Lions like Derek Brown did. But if both of them drop, it's been mocked multiple times. And many people have been saying that they may be, they are kind of interchangeable just because Javon Kinlaw is much better of a pass rusher. And pocket pressure from the interior is now becoming so important in the NFL. And that's why someone like Javon Kinlaw is rising and rising through people's boards. And why he's such a top prospect. Now... With this pick, I have the Cleveland Browns at 10, trading back. So with the Browns trade, I have them trading back with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles hold the 21st pick. They're gonna, so the Browns are going to give up pick 10. The Eagles are going to give up pick 21. It's the first round pick. Then their third round pick, which is 103. Their fourth round pick, which is 127. And a fifth round pick, which is 168. Now, some might see this is a bit steep, but the Broncos traded up, traded back with the Steelers last year, and it was similar. It was from 20 to 10, or from 10 to 20 from the Broncos' point of view, and they received a second round pick. So, getting a third, a fourth, and a fifth works quite well. And as well, the Eagles do also have three fourths, so it, it, they're able to do that well. Now, the Eagles are going to make, I don't want to say a surprise pick, it could be. But they're going to go and take Henry Ruggs, receiver out of Alabama. He is the fastest player in the class by far. Was it 4.27? I think he ran um, at the Combine. He's a very, very good player. Now, his catch radius is something to be wary of. He's only 5'11 and kind of relies a lot on his speed. Quite a Tyreek Hill type player. But I believe that that won't really matter in the sense of his game speed is insane. He's got good route running. And yeah, he's a very good player. he fit right in and be a very good complement. Uh, or really good addition to Carson Wentz offense. Now I have the Jets here. Uh, the main thing with the New York Jets at 11 is tackle or tackle or um, receiver. I think they're definitely able to go receiver. And in a sense, they should simply because of Sam Donald's development. And you need a big time wide receiver one. Can have Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb. I'm kind of leaning towards CeeDee Lamb. You also need tackles. They invested heavily in the offensive line in free agency, where they got a lot of mid-tier type ta- tackles and centers and guard, or just offensive line in general. They didn't necessarily hit big with any of them. They were more just kind of good backup players and okay starters. And also they were upgrades from what they had before, but not significant enough to provide a huge, huge difference. So... With that in mind, I'm going to have them taking Andrew Thomas. Now, you may think, look, Jedrick Wills is the best player here, best tackle here, but Andrew Thomas is a good mix of pass protection and run blocking. If they're going to want to use Le'Veon Bell properly, it's going to be harder to trade him. They're not going to get great value out of him. They want him to, de- not develop, but to have more support and be able to play better and have more holes open for him to run into. And they're not going to have that if if the holes aren't made for him and they need a good balance between good run blocking and good pass protecting and 
um, and Andrew Thomas gives that. Now I have, with the 12th pick, the Raiders, many people saying wide receiver, but it's such a deep class at wide receiver that I decided to give them CJ Henderson. I talked about him earlier, a very, very good corner has risen hugely. I believe he, is, he would be the pick there. If, if CJ Henderson didn't go there at 12, I would have the San Francisco 49ers, who now have pick 13, in a DeForest Buckner trade with the Colts taking him there. But obviously, that was not the case. But CD Lamb has fallen perfectly into the San Francisco 49ers' hands. I'd say it could be Jerry Judy going here, but re- recent reports, as in very recent this day, today's reports or yesterday's reports, have revealed, have brought to light, uh, Jerry Judy had meniscus surgery in 2018, so it was on his knee. And this is for, this has caused apparently multiple people to take him off their board, their first round boards. The thing is, this all could be smoke as well. It could be a smoke screen. He's such a top class player that, you know, it, it might not be that might not be the case. But I'm not sure. I think I do think personally, he's still going to go pretty early just because the talent is really there. He's a really good route runner. And yeah. Now, with the next pick, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going and selecting Jedrick Wills, tackle out of um, Alabama. He's dropped quite far here. He could really go as far as, as early as fourth of the Giants here. He's a great pass protector to announce what the Buccaneers want. They're not a run-heavy team. They're going to be heavily reliant on the pass this year. They've got Tom Brady, now Robert Gron- uh, Rob Gronkowski, they man- who the Patriots managed to get a fourth out of the Buccaneers for. Also have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, the best wide receiver tandem in the league. So yeah, I think they're gonna go all in pass, all in on pass protection, cover that right side, and help you know increase the longevity of Tom Brady's dwindling career, dwindling as in age. Now at number fifteen, I think the Broncos couldn't could couldn't be happier really having Jerry Judy fall perfectly into the lap. Now you could go Justin Jefferson here. But you know what? Actually, you know what? Yeah, Justin Jefferson to the Broncos had the, they've had this eye on him for a while, a long time. Potentially trading up for him, or for Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. The injury is too much of a worry. They want to have reliable, consistent options for Drew Locke. They have corner sus on the outside. They have a really good slot option in Justin Jefferson in um for the interior. Now the Giants come back at sixty pick sixteen, of the Falcons trade. There's many, many picks they can make here. They can go Mackay Becton, tackle, out of Louisville. A very good run blocker. He's a very raw prospect. He's okay at ball protection. He's about 6'7", you know, 360 pounds. He's not, not going to get overpowered or athletically beaten. It's just about technique that he needs to rough up on. If he can really come to the league and work on that, he can be a very good player. Now, I, the Giants aren't going to go Jerry Judy here. Now, obviously, the value fits, but it's not worth it. Caleb on Chase on is there also edge out of LSU. The thing that worries me about Caleb on Chase on is he was very good, then it had a bad injury. His production wasn't there this year, only had six and a half sacks or so. And also worries me is he relies too much on his athleticism, where sometimes if he you can't really just put he even seems to struggle just one on one against college tackles. And if you're struggling against college tackles strength wise, you're there's no way they're going to be able to be productive in the NFL. Um, the only way I can see Caleb on Chase on being productive in the NFL at this rate, from the you know, information we, we have, 
is if he's using you know a lot of packages where you have surprise blitzes and over overlapping blitzes where he's able to get a good crowd at quarterback because he has speed he has athleticism but it's just yeah I don't see I don't really see having a first round grade on him to be honest I think if you could pick up in a second that'd be great value but it's not really worth it there's all safeties you can go Xavier McKinney you can get a linebacker in Patrick Patrick Queen however I do the Giants go Mackay Becton. Kai Becton was an option at four for the Giants, or maybe if they trade back to five or six, the value might not be there, but at 16, the value is definitely there for Mackay Becton, and he's definitely, the Giants are definitely making that pick, I'd, I'd say, without too much hesitation. Now, 17, you have the Cowboys. I think this is a no-brainer here. Xavier McKinney, safety out of Alabama. He's a very good safety. Um, there's not much too much to say to unless I'm trying to go through this a bit more quickly, but... The, the Cowboys have a big need in the secondary that they need to fill. Yes, Byron Jones did leave. If Sargent in free agency, if CJ Henderson would that was here at 17, that he would be the pick. But Xavier McKinney is a top prospect, and there's no point missing out on him. Now you have the Dolphins' second first-round pick, pick 18. There's lots of things they can do. They've got their, they've got their quarterback in Justin Herbert now. They could see, go the offensive line with Josh Jones, into offensive line. However, I have them going and taking a bit of a surprise pick here. But I have them taking Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, safety out of Minnesota. He's a very good cover, cover, cover safety. Fits in that free safety slot well after the departure of Mika Fitzpatrick, who, are, who was picked at pick 18 in the 2018 draft. So two years later, pick another safety. Hopefully the same doesn't happen again with him. He gets traded after a year or so, but uh, I think this is the pick. They've really beefed up the secondary cornerback wise, beefed up the linebackers and free agency and the edges. Their only real weakness is safety on defense. The interior they've got Christian Wilkins and Devon Godshaw. That is not bad at all. But I mean, if there was a Derek Brown here or Devon Kindle, you consider it. But I think Antoine Benfield is the pick here. Now the Raiders have their second. Uh, first one pick at 19, and Jerry Judy has fallen right into their laps. The value is absolutely there. Jerry Judy is a guy that could go, you know, really high in the top 10, or he could fall to here, but he's not really making it past the Raiders. The Raiders have gone and, the Raiders have gone and taken CJ Henderson and Jerry Judy with their picks without having to trade up at all. There's not much more you can really ask for, to be honest. Now, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, their second first round pick at pick 20, there are multiple needs yet again. I had them taking John Kinlaw at nine. Now here I have them. They have they don't have any good corners at the moment. Could go could go um, they could go with the uh with an edge like here one chase on or so. But I have them taking Christian Fulton, um, corner of LSU. Any LS, LSU. You know, provide the most NFL or pro-ready corners out of anyone. They provide great players and they're just really consistently good. Um, Christian Fulton's a good man-to-man corner. And yeah, I think that's just the pick. I'm going through these more quickly now. Now you have the Browns at pick 21. They're going to go and take a player who's really risen up. People's, uh risen up the Browns draft, draft boards. And that's uh, Ezra Cleveland. Tackle out of Boise State. The Browns seem to be in love with Ezra Cleveland. Some people are not sure why, as he seems a very stiff player, not really too athletic. But 
I think if the Browns would be absolutely ridiculous to take him at 10, the fact that they traded back, got extra picks, and so then they were able to take him at 21, I think that is definitely a good pick there for them. Now you have the Minnesota Vikings with their first second, first round pick at 22. I believe they're going to go and take AJ Terrell, corner of Clemson. So seen as one of the top uh, as one of the top corners in the in the dra- in the uh, in the draft by some teams lower than others. He's kind of got a late first, early second grade on him. But I see no problem him being taken here. Pick 23, I'm a bit surprised pick here. I have the I have the Patriots taking Jordan Love. Some may call it a surprise, some may call it not. I think he's a very raw prospect, but if if anyone if you want anyone to coach him, it's gonna be Bill Belichick. He has Jared Stitton, but he was a later round pick from last year. It's not really worth it's not really worth, you know, sit uh hoping with that to develop him when you just have a, have a guy like Jordan Love who's got an incredible upside. One of the highest upsides in the draft. I think they could be a good pick. Now you have pick 24. I have the New Orleans Saints taking Kenneth Murray, linebacker of Oklahoma. A good solid tackler, good run stuffer, decent coverage. And very, very good. Very, very good linebacker. And he can fill in the hole at linebacker for the Saints, which is a team that really doesn't have that many holes. But... Especially on, especially on defense, but I mean their main two holes are linebacker and corner. I think they can sort that out. They're really almost the perfect team. Now the Vikings with their second first round pick. I have them taking Brandon Ayuk, receiver out of Arizona State. Good tall receiver, good red zone target, very fast, very quick. Yeah, he's a he's a overall good receiver. Now you have the Dolphins with their last first round pick, pick twenty six. I got them taking Josh Jones. Tackle out of Houston. Very good pass protector. I saw a thing recently that said he only allowed a 1.8% pressure rate this last year, which was the best out of all tackles. All of them in the straw class. And so we're going 26th overall. That's very good value. Now the Seattle Seahawks. Here I have the Seahawks going and taking the Togros Matos. They're trying to, fu- they're trying to kind of get a trade for someone like Yannick Ngakwe but I feel like Yannick's getting traded but I feel like it may be until maybe after the second round the Seahawks don't want to wait until then to try and see if they can find their guy Yotogoros Matos is a solid pass rusher fits well into their 4-3 scheme and yeah he's just he's a solid powerful rusher now with the Ravens a perfect play of the Ravens falls into their lap just like the, just like the Saints a big New Year's linebacker and Patrick Queen Linebacker of LSU, very good pass coverage, very good in pass coverage, good natural instinct. Anthony is fine with him. Now I have the Tennessee Titans up next. There are many ways they can go about this, but I have them taking Isaiah Wilson. Tackle out of Georgia. Could be seen as a guard. He's transitioned to guard on some GM's draft boards and some insiders' draft boards, but I've hit him here to tackle with Jack Conklin leaving for agency, getting paid a lot by the Browns. You want to be able to protect Ryan Tannehill after you paid him a boatload of money. I said this is a good pick here. Packers at 30. I think there's a no-brainer here. Denzel Mims, 
see about Vela, a good tall red zone target again, just like um Brands and IU, they're kind of interchangeable as well. They both fit well in their respective new teams. But uh, I think that is a pick there. Now you have Saracen 49 with their 31st overall pick. They could trade back, they probably should. But as I'm getting later in the second round, I'm not actually going to do any trades because it'll get quite complicated and there's going to be a lot more trades than this. But I have them going and taking Jalen Johnson, cornerback out of Utah. Good corner that they can play opposite. Richard Sherman, he's very athletic, good uh, good quickness, good reactions. He can be a good number two corner for them. Now, th uh, pick 32 of the Chiefs, final pick of the first round. Many people have been taking running back. I think the running back value is not there in the first round because there's so many players that you can, good players you can find in the second. Logically, you think they then probably should trade back. They only have five, five picks total in this draft. But... For this, I'm, I'm not going to over, overcomplicate things. I have them going on the defensive side, and they're going to go, and I have them taking Jeff Gladney, corner out of TCU. Jeff Gladney, 6 foot, 182 pounds. Um, he's a good, he's a good uh, scheme and a good fit in a man coverage scheme. He's, he's, got good, um, he's got good ball skills and arm lengths. He's got a good man press. He's going to be a solid guy. Now, we're in the second round here. I'm going to go very quickly through these. Um, and yeah. Pick 33. I'm taking a tackle here. Better go and take Austin Jackson. And then after Colts. I have the Colts going and taking Jake from Detroit Lions. I have the Lions going and taking um, DeMont Arnett, corner by Ohio State, very good player, shadowed by, overshadowed by Jeffrey Kuda. Giants with a their second round pick, their first second round pick. I have them going and taking Caleb on chase on. Really dropped down the board here, but good fit, good value. Chargers, I have the Chargers going and taking Lucas Neon tackle out of TCU. Panthers with their first, second round pick. I have them going and taking Trayvon Diggs, cornerback out of Alabama, the younger brother of Stefan Diggs. The Dolphins with their first, second round pick. I have the Dolphins going and selecting Cesar Ruiz. Center out of Michigan, he'd be a good player to uh, take the reins off Ted Karras, newly assigned. Now, I have the Houston Texans taking Michael Pittman Jr., receiver, uh, going up the draft boards recently. Really, the replacement of DeAndre Hopkins. The Browns with their pick, I have them taking Jordan Brooks, uh, linebacker of Texas Tech. The Jaguars with their pick. I have them going and taking Zach Bourne. Edge out of Wisconsin. Can play the can play as the edge as a in a three four scheme as an outside linebacker. Can also play as an outside linebacker in a four three also. In which the Jaguars play. He's a good stand up and uh and a uh pass rushing linebacker. Now with the with the 
Chicago Bears picking at 43 over taking Jeremy Chin out of small school Southern Illinois. Pick 44 with a second with their second uh second round pick the Indianapolis Colts. I have them going and taking T. Higgins, receiver out of Clemson, where he dropped significantly, was protected first round pick. Now not anymore. Now I have the um now I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking Grant Delpit, safety, out of LSU, really dropped significantly as well. Needs to work on his tackling and then he'll become a good product in the NFL. Have the Broncos. The Broncos are going to go in the second round. They're going to go take Cameron, uh, they're going to take, uh, not Cameron Danson, Noah Igbinogene, quarterback out of Auburn. Now with the Giants, next, first uh, second round pick. The Giants are going to go and they will select Lloyd Cushenberry, center out of LSU. Giants flip the offensive line, Kai Beckton, Lloyd Cushenberry, with a trade back here, and it fits well. Pick 48, I have the New York Jets find their number one receiver in LaVisca Chanel. Again, players dropped a lot. Pick 49, the, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers making their first Selection the draft, and they are going to take J.K. Dobbins, running back out of Ohio State. Pardon me, running back out of Ohio, running back out of Ohio State. A good complimentary piece to James Connor. The Bears with their second selection in the second round. I have them going and taking Cameron Dantzler, cornerback out of Mississippi State. Really looking at the secondary of both Jeremy Chin and Dantzler. Now the Cowboys are going to go and take. Bryce Hall, corner out of Virginia, replacement for Byron Jones. Now, the LA Rams, with their first selection in this draft, I have them taking... They're going to go and select, sorry, they're going to go and select Willie Gay Jr., a good linebacker who can go late first, potentially, but have a lot, has a lot of off-the-field issues. Now you have the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to go and take Akeem Davis Gather to fill up that linebacker spot. Buffalo Bills with their first, uh, with their first selection also. I've been taking AJ Epineza, edge out of Iowa. Could again go late first, but here he is slipping all the way down. Now the Baltimore Ravens. I've been taking KJ Hamler, really good speedy wide receiver out of Penn State. Now the Dol the Dolphins with their fifth selection in the first two rounds. They have filled multiple needs here. But I have them going and they could go, you know, take this player early, but I have them taking uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, running back of LSU, could take DeAndre Swift potentially as well. Now the LA Rams are gonna go and they're gonna take Troy Pride Jr. A bit of a reach potentially here out of Notre Dame, but they're trying to fill their needs and cornerback is a big need they as they release Nicole Robbie Coleman and uh keep Talib also. Now, the uh, Minnesota Vikings are going to go and take Terrell Lewis, edge out of Alabama. Good player, but had some injury concern. Apart from that, he's a solid player and solid pick at 58. 59, the Seahawks. They're going to go and select... They're going to go and select a, an offensive tackle, Matthew Pert, out of uh, UConn. Good player, can sit under Dwayne Brown for a year, develop and uh, start next year. Ravens with their second, second round pick. They're gonna go and select 
Josh Josh Uche out of uh, Michigan. He's a versatile player, can play both linebacker, stand-up linebacker and the edge, will fit nicely into that scheme. Now you have the Tennessee Titans. I believe they're going to go and select Julian O'Quara, player uh, edge out of Notre Dame. can go and play alongside or opposite Harold Landry and have a good edge presence there. Jadavion Clowney is also uh, rumoured to be in running for, to go to the Titans, but in this scenario, obviously, it's not. Now the Green Bay Packers, um, they have multiple needs here, but I believe they're going to go and fill in and take Neville Gallimore, a guy that could have could go late first, early second also. Now the Chiefs, mentioned they could have traded back here for a certain player, but here they're going to go take Don DeAndre Swift, who they could have gotten in the first round, but he's fallen away to 63. Now a 64, I believe the Seahawks are going to go, and they're going to go select... Um, they're going to select Matt Hennessy, center, interior offensive lineman out of, um, oh, don't worry, that is not, uh, he is out of Temple. That is the full second round mock draft, bit a bit longer, maybe longer than I hoped or expected, but, uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening, and, uh, hope to see you all next time.